but not in our own power. How many have learned that when you try to do things in your power, you don't be like Jesus? It's when we are full of his spirit and full of his love and full of his compassion that we begin to see how we can be like Jesus. I want to talk about a few of the most powerful, um, amazing verses in the Bible that are, that are really words cannot express how powerful they are. And I want to start in Romans 5. And I want you to understand this morning that, that, that true love uh, cannot be defined in words. True love is defined in action. And, and our greatest example this morning, you know, you begin to think, what's, what's the definition of love? Well, Jesus is the definition of love. He, he himself is the definition of love. And, and God is, when the people say, you know, people say God is love. And they're right. But I don't think they truly understand what that means. God is love means that God came down from heaven, left his throne, left, left heaven itself, and came down and became nothing. That's love. And he, became in, he came into a human body, and he said, I'm going to show the world that I love them. He didn't say, I'm going to tell the world I love them. He said, I'm going to show the world I love them. We know this, there's some sayings that we have grown up hearing our whole lives, but they really become real and make sense when we begin to understand the love of God. That it says, actions speak louder than what? Words. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but I promise you across this entire congregation this morning, there are people, all of us, as a matter of fact, who have heard words. Ones that hurt and ones that help, but we've heard promises. We've heard, I'll do this for you, or I'll do that for you, or you mean this to me, or you mean that to me. We've heard all kinds of things, words, words, words. But actions speak louder than words, and that's negative and positive. That can be both ways. And, and, and many of you growing up, and many of us growing up, could have been raised in a home where we were told a lot of things and never seen the action behind it one way or the other. And so Jesus, if we really think about this, and I'm not going to go to it this morning before I read this, but I believe every one of us know this morning, or have at least heard a little bit of the most important verse in the Bible, which is, for God so loved the world that he what? Gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. That, that verse, you know, it's, it's not enough to quote it. We have to, we have to understand God loved us. And I'm going to show you in a second what that means. God loved us so much that he gave of himself, that he left of, of, his, of his heavenly throne and came down to die, to die. And so this morning we need to understand that it's hard for us sometimes to grasp salvation. It's hard for us to grasp the love of God when we have not been shown love in the way that we as human beings want to be shown. And listen, y'all know this is a fact this morning. A lot of people's definition of love is twisted and sick and whack and crazy. Have you ever seen some people who have expressed love or said they're being loved in a certain way and you're looking at it and you're saying, that's not the love I know or that's not the definition of love I understand but people sometimes only know what they've been taught. And so for some people, the definition of love is not what God's definition is. And I'm saying this to show you how hard sometimes it is for people to get saved and receive the gospel, receive the God so loved the world because they have not seen anything but words being spoken. And if they have seen action, it has not been the action of the Bible. And we know this morning that our call, our call is to love. How many know you're called to love this morning? I'm going to give you some tangible ways to love like Jesus this morning, but I want you to understand first that it's a, it's a call. And, and the only way you can ever be the husband or wife or son or brother or friend or co-worker or leader or anything that you want to be, you cannot be that person until you become like Jesus. You cannot love, be like Jesus till you learn to love like Jesus. 
You cannot love like Jesus unless you are with Jesus. A lot of people know of Jesus, but they don't know Jesus. And they don't understand this verse in Romans 5. Let's look at verse 6. I want to get to 8 in a second, but he says, When we were still without strength, in due time, Christ died. This is what's crazy. This is, this is just mess you all up right here. He died for those who deserve it. Is that what your says? Jesus came down from heaven to die for those that deserved his death. That would make sense, wouldn't it? That Jesus would come and die for someone who was going to accept it. That he would come and die for someone who was going to say, hey, thank you. But he didn't. It says he came to die for the ungodly. And I remind you this morning, as Pastor Andrew said at the offering, that was me and you. Whether it was last week, last year, or 10 years ago, that was us. We were the ungodly. We were lost, amen? We were, we were bound. We were, we were without hope. But today, if you have put your faith in Jesus Christ, you are no longer ungodly, but Jesus died for you when you were. It says he came when we were without strength in due time, died for the ungodly. Now watch this verse 7. This is not the definition of the world's love. This is the definition of God's love. It says, for scarcely or rarely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love to us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Wrap your mind around that. That's love. You know what it means? See, we don't understand this kind of love. Our love is if you love me, I love you back. Or if you love me, I'm going to try to love you back. Or if you tell me you love me, I'm going to try to let those words slip off my mouth. Some people can't even say the words. Some people can't get it out. So it just don't happen. But the reason is because we haven't learned what love is yet. Amen? But when someone tells you that he died for the ungodly and while I was a sinner he died, we understand love that when someone's shown us love, we say, okay, I, I see that love, now I'm going to love back. Jesus did not love us because we loved him. We love him because he loved us. And I hope by the time this message ends, you are going to be more in love with Jesus than you are right now. Amen? You're going to know Jesus more than you know him right now. Or if you don't know him, you're going to know him this morning. But you're going to know his love. Love. This is, this is that kind of message where we, we fall more in love with Jesus. How many know when you're around a person, if you're married or you have family or friends that you love, when you're around them more, you fall more in love with them. You, when you're dating somebody and you're getting, you eventually get married, you fall more in love with that person. The more you spend time with them, the more we spend time with Jesus, the more we fall in love with him. A lot of people don't love Jesus because we don't spend time with him. And we need to make sure we do that. But I want to read this one more time. For God demonstrated his own love towards us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Now I want you to go to 1 Corinthians. That's just a few pages over to the right in your Bible. Chapter 13. And we're going to look at what the Bible's definition of love is, what Paul said it was. And as you're getting there, I want you to think about a few things. God does not change. The Bible says he does not change. So when we begin to think about what we owe God, we, we cannot even comprehend what we owe him. And that's why Paul said, I no longer live, but Christ lives within me. And he said, I am now a slave to Jesus because he realized what Jesus did for him. When you really, see, when you really get saved, when you really are born again, when you really fall in love with Jesus, you don't have to have somebody to tell you to go do outreach. You don't have to have somebody tell you to do the right thing. You don't have to have somebody tell you, have you worshiped lately? You don't have to have somebody tell you, lift up your hands and worship. You don't have to have somebody tell you to clap your hands. You don't have to have tell anybody tell you anything. When you are in love with Jesus, those things come out of your heart. They flow out of you because you realize how messed up you were and how lost you were and how found you are. 
Amen. That's when you really fall in love with God. So think about this. God doesn't change. So what do I owe him? Though I have changed a thousand times, he's never changed once. Aren't we like that? Don't, you know, don't we come and go, come and go, come and go? Our faith wavers. Our love wavers. Some days we love him more than anything in the world. And some days we can't even get it out of our mouths. Some days we want to spend time with him. Some days we don't. We come, we go, we're up, we're down. That's how we are. But God never changes. He just stays right there and never changes. As far away, watch this, as far away as we are from God, his love is equal to the love when we're standing right in front of him. I'm only trying my best to explain in human words these things this morning because I can't do it very well to explain God's love. It's very difficult. But I've changed a thousand times. He has not changed once. Now listen, once you've been touched by grace, does anybody know what grace is? Anybody know what grace is? Here's my definition of grace. I don't do this a lot, but this is something I felt like the Lord gave me. I don't remember seeing it. Uh, it's those uh, acronyms, but I don't do it a lot. But grace is this, God's riches at Christ's expense. That's what grace is. I want you to think about that. God's riches at Christ's expense. That's what grace is. We get all of God's goodness, all that God has to offer, and it doesn't cost us anything. God's riches at Christ's expense. So when you've been touched by grace, when you've been touched by God's riches at Christ's expense, you will no longer look, listen good to me, you will no longer look on those who, so, who you say are, oh, those evil people over there. Or, oh, those poor people over there. Or, oh, those lost people over there. You don't do that anymore. Oh, oh who, who's worthy of God's love? You don't do that. Grace teaches us that God loves us because of who God is, not because of who we are. Can I say that again just in case that went over? God's love teaches us that he loves us because of who he is, not because of who we are. Do you realize that if we were loved by God because of who we are, we might as well quit and go home right now. Might as well give up. How many understand what I'm saying? We might as well quit. There's no way I can be good enough. If I'm, if I'm basing God's love off my goodness, I'm going to fail every single time. But when we really begin to understand the love of God, we understand that even though we mess up and we fail, he never fails. He never changes. His love does not change. Does anybody understand how hard that is for us to grasp in this mind that we have here? We don't function like that. We don't function like that because when somebody does us wrong or when somebody leaves us or when somebody hurts us, our love for them, as hard as we don't want it to be the case, is affected. Y'all listening? Is that right? I, I can open myself up and I can love somebody and I can, I can, just, I can just pour into that person, but once they, they, they deny me or once they do something to me or once they... I lose their trust or all of a sudden I, I, it's hard. I'm struggling to, to I want to love them like but I struggle. God doesn't do that. We can't get, we can't grasp that. Some of it has to be taken by faith because we understand that again, if I'm right here, God loves me with a certain love that I can't expl express. And if a million miles away, he loves me the same. That does not register here. That's why his love is so immeasurable it's impossible to measure it's impossible to put it into words but it teaches us that God loves us because of who he is not because of who I am that's enough to go home on 1 Corinthians 13 verse 1 though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels but have not love I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal Today, church, that verse right there is being defined, unfortunately, too much in the church world. Too many of the people today that don't believe in God don't believe in God because of Christians. Too many today, and, I, and I'm just being real, that's the truth. And I'm not talking just to us, I'm talking worldwide. People don't believe in God because the church talks but doesn't show. 
Amen. We're hypocrites. We, we say one thing and do another, and we don't stop. Listen, it doesn't take away from our humanity, but we don't stop at the altar and say, God, please, I beg you, tear out this heart of stone that I have and give me a heart of flesh. Tear out this anger that I have and give me the love that you have for people. Lord, tear out this unforgiveness that I have and give me the power to forgive like you have. You cannot do it on your own. You have to ask God to help you. And when God gets involved, miracles happen. The miraculous takes place. But we have too many people today that they want to say they believe in God and they want to say that they want to say that they trust God and they they want to say a lot of things, but they're just like this. It says, if I speak with the tongues of men, what that means is if I say all the right things, if I say all the right things, listen, I can leave notes for my wife in the morning. I can give her flowers on the steering wheel of her car. I can text her during the day. I can call her. I can say all day long I love her. I can romance her with my words all I want. But if my actions speak different than my words, those words are clanging symbols and they mean nothing. So I can tell God all day long I love him. I love you, God. Say that with me. I love you, God. Anybody have a hard time with that? Easy to say. Say it again. I love you, God. Easy. Just as easy as I do is. I do. But how many know doing's not that easy? It's easy to say, but it's hard to follow up with it. I'm not saying it's impossible this morning. What I'm trying to teach you and tell you is that we have got to ask God to cover us in his love. We have got to be like Jesus. We've got to say, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm falling short, but I need, you to, I need you to just shake me up again. I need to fall in love with you again. I need, I need to understand that I don't want to be that person who does not have love and is just a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. Go on with me. Number two, verse two, and though I have the gift of prophecy, and understand all the mysteries and all the knowledge and though I have all the faith so that I could remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor and though I give my body to be burned but have not love, it profits me nothing. What is he trying to say? He's saying works are good, works are great. They're nothing without love. If you don't do them in love, if you don't do them with the right heart, if you do them with the wrong motive, it means nothing. It would be more important to, to get it the other way around and make sure that you're doing things out of love first and then let those other things follow along behind because when you have the love of Jesus, you want to give away your things. When you have the love of Jesus, you want to help others. When you have the love of Jesus, you become selfless. I think a lot of people try to get the cart before the horse. They say, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm a Christian now. I'm going to start doing good things. I'm going to start tithing, and I'm going to start coming to church faithfully, and I'm going to start reading my Bible, and, and all those are good. And they start doing the things they're supposed to do, but they're doing it all without falling in love with Jesus. It means nothing to God. It's like those roses and notes and texts that mean nothing unless you show me that you love me. How many are with me? Love like Jesus. Then he goes on to say in verse 4, here's what love is. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. It does not behave rudely. It does not seek its own. It's not provoked thinks no evil. I could make a message out of every single one of these and go a whole different direction with every single statement he's making. There's a lot here. It does not, it's not provoked. It thinks no evil. It does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Now, as I just read those verses, every single one of us might as well just go home and quit. We might as well give up because we all do all those. We fail on all of them. No amen? Okay, I fell on all of them. 
I'll be the one. I'll be the honest one. We all fail on all those. Maybe not all at the same time. But those areas right there that he, that he says that what love is, we fail. We envy. We're provoked easily. We, 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 we uh, rejoice sometimes in iniquity. We behave rudely. We're puffed up. We, all these th- one of these things you're going to hit during the week, you're going to be that. Whether you want to be it or not, what does it mean? It means I can't do that. I can't be that love unless I'm in God's love. If I'm trying to love in my strength, I'm failing. If I'm trying to love in, in this, and there's a lot of good people in the world. They're really good. They got a lot of good love in them. Some have very little. Some have a lot. It doesn't matter if that person has a lot of love in them, in, them, in themselves. They're just, they just love to love people. There's, they're still going to fall short without God's love because it's agape love. It's love, that, it, it's love that we can't explain in our own words. God's love, listen to this, God loves each of us. Think about this. God loves each of us as if there were only one of us. Stop and chew on that for a second. God would come down from heaven again. He doesn't have to, but God would come down from heaven again just for you and just for me. If, there, if he had to come back for one person, if you were the only one on the earth, if you take the billions of people off this earth and you were the only human being, he would have came down and died just for you. We don't understand that love. It's a love that's beyond our human thinking. God loves each of us as if there were only one of us. And let me give you some bad news for for us this morning, but it's good at the same time. God loves somehow, God loves that man who just stabbed people in Minnesota last night. Did you hear me? Yep. Want to hear something really crazy? He loves you. He loves him just as much as he loves you. Not more or less. Ah. Yep. Not more or less. Hard for us to grasp that, isn't it? Hard, but it's true. God's love doesn't change. Because you say, no, 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 time out. Hold up. Come on. Let's not get crazy here. What did Romans 5, 8 said? For while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You know what that means? That means God knew that guy was going to do what he did last night. And he still died for him. For us to really be able to walk in the Lord's love, we've got to grasp it like that. Because what we do hypocritically without doing it on purpose, because we're humans, is we get saved and all of a sudden we forget how lost we were, how messed up we were, how bound we were. We forget. And even someone who says, you know what, I I wasn't even that bad of a person. It doesn't matter. That's our problem. That's how we look at things. This isn't so bad, and this is a little less bad, and this this is love, and this is a little. No, it's all the same. Those, listen, I've got a brother-in-law whose dad, if you could go to heaven off being a good man, would be top of the line. But he's not saved. And we're praying for his salvation. He's 82 years old. He's an amazing man. And I, and I know he's going to get saved in Jesus' name. I'm telling you, he would give you the shirt off his back. He has just an, an, a, a spirit of love in him. He's so compassionate. He's fun to be around. He does good things. He helps people. I know somebody else who, who, who has a lot of money and, spend, and sends people to college in and, and, and the thousands and, and does all these amazing. Listen, all that doesn't matter at all. It will not get you to heaven. Only love saves us. God's love. Can somebody, without going too far, can somebody remember who you used to be? Sometimes you need to remember. Some of you might be short term. If it's been, it hasn't been very long since Jesus brought you out. And you, you, you're not like some of us have been saved a long time and we forget. Listen, you need to get around some people to remember what you used to be like. That's how you start turning into a hypocrite, when you start loving less because they look like they deserve love less. We need to love more when they look like they deserve love less. We need to be the person that says, hey, I believe in you. No one else believes in you, but I believe you can change. And if you've failed 25 times, the 26th is going to work. 
faith, hope, love. It's the verse I sent out this morning, but the greatest of these is love. Amen? Love never fails. I'm going to give you five things real quick to close. Just five easy things. Well, not easy, but simple to understand. That you can do to love like Jesus. And they're not simple. But if you're getting anything out of this, you're understanding what I'm trying to teach you this morning is that we can't do anything God asks us to do in our love or in our strength. That's why Paul said, I can do all things by myself. What did he say? Through Christ who gives me strength. I can't do it on my own. I can't love like Jesus. If I say I'm going to love like Jesus, oh, yeah, it sounds good. Let's love like Jesus. No, nope, can't. Can't love like Jesus without his help. I need that same love that he had somehow to be inside of me. I need to ask for it. Number one is I need to forgive. The way I love like Jesus is I forgive like Jesus. Oh, that's a tough one right there. It just changes the atmosphere when that word comes out. Forgive. Because unfortunately, some people's minds just go, nope, let's wait for the next one. I'm out on that one. Oh, for one. Say, I get three strikes, I'm good. No, you can't be on, you know, no three strikes. You have to forgive. God didn't ask us to forgive. He didn't say, if you, if you think it's good, forgive, or if you want to, forgive. He says, if you want to be forgiven, you have to forgive. Forgiveness is a choice and not a feeling. When you get past feelings and make it a choice, that's when you'll be able to forgive. It takes time. It takes prayer. It takes God helping you. But Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other. Okay? Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other. Here's the key. Just as Christ God forgave you. That's our problem. We get saved and we forget who we were. And again, we be start, like I said, leveling it out. And well, I'm not as bad as them. And they're worse than me. And it doesn't matter. It's all level playing field. With Jesus, you're going to heaven. Without Jesus, you're going to hell. Easy equation. With the love of Jesus, you can make it. Without the love of Jesus, you're lost. Simple. Got to forgive. Number two, sacrifice. That's a cuss word too sacrifice that means giving something of myself that I don't want to give sacrifice sacrifice giving of myself putting others needs before me now listen everything on this list are things that we cannot do correctly without God can I remind you that every every time I tell you a point can't do it on your own you can do it with Jesus's help you're not going to be sacrificial. You're not going to put other people's needs above your own unless Jesus' love is in you. Falling in love with Jesus, desires, wants, and, 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 and things that I want, I put them to the side and I sacrifice. Romans 12:1 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. You know what that means? That means it's the least you can do. God says it's the least you can do is serve others. This would help so much today for this message. If I had a way, I can't do it, but if I had a way <clears throat> to show you what you look like without Jesus, if I could show you where you were going, where you're supposed to be right now, it would change our perspective. It, it, it would sober us up so much we would be so sacrificial. We would be so forgiving. We would be so loving. But that's the problem sometimes. It's the out of sight, out of mind thing we deal with. We don't think about where I was supposed to be or we don't think about where I should be. Sometimes we need to think about those things. Sometimes, we need, maybe daily, we need to remind ourselves, I'm, I'm only sitting in this chair by the God's riches according to Christ's uh, sacrifice 
plan. If it wasn't for his riches and his mercy, I wouldn't be here. God's riches at Christ's expense. It's only by grace I'm sitting here. When I get that understanding, these things seem easier. Number three, pray. Pray. Not just when we're at church. Not just this morning. Pray every day. Ask God to help you. Praying for people, listen, is an unconditional act of love. The best thing you can do for people is pray for them. Not talk about them. Take your gossip to the Lord. Come on. Instead of talking about somebody, spend that extra that energy talking about somebody to God. Thank you for those three or four claps. You're talking about them anyways. Talk about them to God. God can handle it. Gossip to the Lord. Then it won't get anywhere else. Then something will happen. They'll change. Praying for people. Matthew 5, 45 and 44 says, I, but, but I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you in that way. Loving like Jesus, you'll be acting as true children of your Father in heaven, for he gives sunlight to both the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and the unjust. That's a crazy verse to understand. Why is it that some people that are so bad have good things happen to them? And why is it that people are so good have bad things happen to them? Why is that? Because the rain falls on the just and the unjust. The sun shines on the just and the unjust. And in the end, it'll all work out. But while we're on this earth, some things are going to happen that don't make sense. Amen. That's why you don't go, hell over, don't go to hell over a mystery. Number four, this is ways to love like Jesus. If I love Jesus, I'm talking about him. Talk about him. Tell others about Jesus. Proverbs 11.30 says, he who wins souls is wise. Amen. How many want to be wise this morning? Then you tell people about Jesus. And listen, this is the thing. You're going to talk about what you're passionate about. You, you, I say this all the time. Get with somebody for five minutes. You'll know what they're passionate about. If Jesus never enters the conversation, you're going to know what they're passionate about. Talk about Jesus. Tell others about Jesus. And if you find yourself not talking about the Lord, then fall in love with him again. Get into his word again. Get into prayer again. Get, get, get out of some things you need to get out of. Amen. Turn some things off. Stop doing some things you're doing so that you can fall in love with Jesus again and that he becomes that focus again. Amen. Mark 16, 15 says, go into the whole world and preach the gospel to all creation. And lastly, but not least, humble yourselves. Humble ourselves. Be humble. How do we love like Jesus? Humility. He's our example. Oh, you don't know what they've done to me. Look at Jesus' life. You have not been through what Jesus went through. You have not been perfect. You have not been killed for something you didn't do and something you didn't deserve. You have not been beaten and mocked and spit on. Jesus went through all that, but he humbled himself and died for us. He went all the way and thank God, like I always said, thank God he finished his, his race. Amen. Be humble because James 4, 6 says, God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Amen. God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Though our feelings come and go, God's love for us Amen. Though our feelings come and go, God's love never does. So as we, as we close this morning, forgive. Forgive like Jesus did. Sacrifice like Jesus did. Pray like Jesus did. Tell others about what Jesus, that's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to have a testimony service about what Jesus has done in people's lives. And you can be one of them one day. You can, be, you can have a testimony. You have a testimony. Amen? You have a testimony of what God has done. And the last one is be humble. Stay humble. No matter how much God elevates you, stay humble. Give God the glory that he deserves. Amen? Stay in that place where you are less and he is more. Love never fails.
God is working on me, not on anybody else. I'm not focused this morning on how God's working on you. I'm focused on how God's working on me. That, that's, that's where you really start to get a uh, 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 victory in your life, when you start looking in the mirror. And you start saying, God, what can I do to be better? How can I love more? How can I treat others the way? Because I want to kind of close with this thought. You know, and I said this, I say this a lot. You, you are what other people think about you. Not that you are that, but you, to other people, you are what people see. If you, if you come across a certain way to somebody when you meet them, you know, there's an old saying that your first impression is the only impression. You only get one chance to make that first impression. And as believers and as children of God, we need to be conscious of that, that I'm not representing me. If I really believe what I say and I really believe that word, I'm not representing Blake. I'm not representing even my dad. I'm not representing the Andrews family. I'm representing Jesus. And, and, and if I come across to somebody and, and I come across in a way that's not godly or it's not loving, yes, I'm going to have bad days. Yes, we're going to fail. I'm talking in general. I'm talking about having a, 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 an attitude of wanting to come across the right way that, that when somebody meets me or talks to me, they say something good about me. Because when you say someone's name, thoughts come in. Oh, that person's a jerk. Oh, that person, all they do is talk. Oh, all that, oh, that person's breast stinks. Right? Am I right? Am I telling the truth? You, so, you got something? Oh, that person, all they do is complain. I mean, you're gonna, you, if you're around somebody enough, you're going you're gonna to form an opinion on somebody, and when you hear that name, there's something that's going to come immediately to their mind. Wouldn't it be awesome if the first thing that came to their mind was, man, that person is a good person. That person loves if, if good things rolled out. Isn't that what we want? We can't be that without the love of Christ. But we sure should be wanting to. We sure should be desiring that people would, you know, Samuel talks about when they were coming off a mountain, they, they, these men said, they've been with Samuel. And then the, in the New, gospel, the, the New Testament, in the Gospels talks about the, the disciples coming around a mountain and they said, they've been with Jesus. How many want people to say, that man, that woman has been with Jesus? That should be our ultimate goal this morning, that we, we have the love of Jesus so much in us that they would see beyond our faults. Yeah, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to have days where we, we don't come across the best way. But I'm talking about in general. And listen, you can make up for it the next time. We need to be conscious about it. Amen. We need to be thinking, how am I coming across to somebody is Jesus' love in me this morning. Amen. Musicians, you can come. Love and compassion. Loving like Christ. It's a call. It's our call. Some people say, you know what? I'm just, I'm just a grouchy old man. It's the way I'm going to be. You can't, stay, you can't say that and be, and be saved. Well, I'm, just a, I'm just a pain in the rear. That's just the way I am. You change. I just don't like people. I just don't like people. And that needs to change. Because you're going to be in heaven for eternity with them. Amen? I, 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 I can go on and on. I just this, I just that, I just this, I just that. Change. Let God's love change you. Let God's love take those things in your life that are wrong and make them right. Let him, let him in. Some, some of us today need to open up and let him in. Let him do something. If you're like this all the time, let me, let me tell you something. Some people think, man, God hasn't changed me. You know why God hasn't changed you? Because you haven't let him. He's a gentleman. The Holy Spirit will not force himself on you. He comes in when you open yourself up. He'll come and knock. He'll come and tap. He's not going to break the door down. He's going to show you his love in a powerful way, but he's not going to force himself in. He'll come and knock real soft. Please let me in. If you go like this, he'll turn away. He's not going to force himself in. Some people have put up, and listen, I know some of us have put up walls because that's, that's our life. 
You have been hurt over and over and over and over again. But let me remind you, that's not God. We're not talking about people here. We're talking about God. God will not hurt you. It's hard sometimes. Bad dad, bad mom, bad situation, bad life, bad this, bad that. Put a guard up. God says, let me in so that I can love you and show you my love so that you can love others. And you know what some of you need to do? You need to forgive yourselves. The first person you need to forgive is yourself. I'm, I've messed up so bad. I've made so many mistakes. I, I keep hurting people. You need to let the Lord show you that you can be forgiven this morning. And you need to forgive yourself. And then you can forgive others. Amen? I pray that, that you're feeling God's love. It's not, a, it's not just by feelings, but I pray you feel his love this morning. That you feel his presence. That you know that he's here and he's, he's, he's a gentleman and he's not pushing himself. But he, he does want to show you his perfect love. And the Bible says perfect love casts out all fear. So if there's any fear in you this morning, that's not God. If there's any unforgiveness, let his love surround you and fill you so that, that forgiveness can come out. Let's close our eyes this morning and pray. I can tell you that when it comes to forgiveness, the only way you can forgive is if God does it through you. You can't forgive on your own. I know that for a fact personally. I tried many years to forgive somebody, and I could not do it on my own. And one day I said, Lord, I need your help. And when I finally asked God to help me, he helped me. And he reminded me that I was, the, I was just as lost as that person that I hated. And that God loved me when I wasn't lovable. Can you remind yourself this morning that God loved you when you weren't lovable? While you were a sinner, Christ died for you. All over this place this morning, there's a love that my words, there's, I don't care who the best preacher in the world is, they'll never be able to express, express the love of God. It's not possible. It's not possible. Because it's not something we can grasp or understand in our own minds. But this morning, I do know that God wants to show you his love. He wants to reveal his love to you. He wants to pour his love out on you. He wants to saturate you in his love. He wants, to, he wants you to forgive yourself. He wants to help you forgive others. He wants you to be able to even pray and love your enemies and those who despitefully use you and have hurt you. But you got to let him in. you got to put the guard down. He's not a man that should lie. He's not a man that could hurt. He's not, he's not, he doesn't change. He loves you just like you are. How many all over this place this morning could say, you know what, I want, I want that change, but I know that I need to let Jesus into my life first. I know I need to be saved. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe on him would not perish but have everlasting life. What do I need to do to be saved? Believe in Jesus this morning. Believe in God. Believe in what he did on the cross for you. He sacrificially paid a price he did not owe for you. All you got to do is accept that this morning. How many can say, that's me. Would you pray for me this morning? I want to accept that love. Just put your hand up and put it right back down. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I want to be saved this morning. I want to be born again. The Bible says that we can be born again. You know how great a greater news that is? Because a lot of people don't like where they were born, don't like who they were born to, don't like what they felt they were born into or what they are or who they are or what they've done. But Jesus says we can be born again. That means we get a fresh start. We start all over. Everything we've ever done is wiped away, clean, new record. Somebody say, that's me. I want that this morning. I've messed, I've made some mistakes, but I want Jesus to forgive him this morning. I want to be born again. Just put your hand up and say, that's me. Pray for me this morning. God bless you. That's me. Maybe you're here this morning and at some time in your life you've said that prayer. And you meant it when you said it. You began to maybe make some bad choices. You began to get around the wrong people, get around wrong influences. 
those demonic forces of your past began to pull back on you and you began to go and do and say things that you used to do before and, and those spirits grabbed you and pulled you back in and you left your walk with the Lord. Today you say, I, I'm, I'm tired of running. I want to get back where I was before. How many would say that's me? Would you pray for me this morning? I want to come back. God bless you. God bless you. God sees those hearts. The Bible says he's married to the backslider. That means he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He'll never walk away from you. He just wants you to walk back to him. As we stand this morning, I want to just do one more thing. Just stand reverently. There's a, there's a great spirit of the Lord here this morning. I want you to know that we're, there's no condemnation in Christ this morning. There's no condemnation in Christ this morning. Amen. And if you're here and you raised your hand for any of those things and you meant it, I want to just remind you of something. I hope that, I hope that we never get tired of hearing this because it's so important. Jesus publicly died. He didn't die in private. He didn't die in a room. He died publicly on a cross, crucified, bleeding, maimed to, to where he couldn't even recognize him, naked. You can't get any worse than that. There's nothing publicly that can be done that's more shameful than what Jesus did for us. And all he asked was this. All he asked in return is that you would accept that, that you would say, I believe you did that for me. And then he said, all I ask is that you publicly confess me as your Lord. There is no such thing as a closet Christian. There's no such thing as secret Christians. It's not biblical. What's biblical is a public confession that I'm a sinner saved by grace. I'm lost, but I'm now found. And I, and I declare publicly that Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. And I'm not ashamed to say that anywhere in the world. Amen. I'm not afraid to say that in front of anybody. Anybody. Although we know in these days we live in, that name's being more and more hated, more and more persecuted. But we're not ashamed of it this morning. So before we leave, I want to ask you to do something if you raised your hand. I want to ask you to step out of your seat and make a public confession. I'm standing right here, and I want you to say, I believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I raised my hand. I want to come back to the Lord this morning. I want to give my life to the Lord this morning. I want to be saved. There were other hands. Just step out quickly all over this place. I want to be saved. I want to be saved. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to make a public confession of my faith. Come on, how many more? You've never made that statement. We're going to wait just a moment. God's eyes are on this congregation right now. He's looking down. He knows who believes and who doesn't. And if you do, praise God. But if you've never made that statement, here's the other thing. He says, if you confess me before man, I will confess you before my Father in heaven. But he says, if you deny me before man, I will deny you before my Father in heaven. That means on the day of judgment, when you stand before God, he will ask the angels in heaven, he will say, is his name, is her name in the book of life? And Jesus, the only one worthy to open that book, will open that book and he will look. And at that moment, if you publicly confessed him, if you made him Lord and Savior, Jesus will say, yes, he's in the book. She's in the book. And God will say, enter in. Good and faithful servant. I promise you, those are the shortest words, but the biggest, best words you'll ever hear in your life. That's all you should want to hear this morning is good and faithful servant. And it won't be because of anything you did except believe and confess. We don't want to hear the other words. No, his name's not in the book. Why? He didn't confess me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. And then Romans 10 says, 9 and 10 says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. 
and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Not by works, not by church attendance, not by, by charity, lest any man should boast, because by grace we're saved. What's grace? God's riches at Christ's expense. By grace we're saved. Amen? So we know this morning that by faith, these are the ones that are making that statement. And hopefully everybody else here has made that statement. I pray every morning, every service, Lord, don't let anybody walk out of that door without knowing you. Because we don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know what this afternoon holds. We're in a crazy world. There's things happening. We don't say that to scare people. We don't say that, oh, get saved, because we don't. it's just a reality. I don't know how many people were killed or how many, what happened in that mall. I didn't read the whole thing. I just know someone got, a bunch of people got stabbed in a mall. Public place. No one goes to a mall to say, I'm gonna get, I think I'm going to get stabbed today. That doesn't happen. But life happens. Bad things happen. So we need to be ready and unashamed. Amen? So I want to ask us to pray all together this morning. Just say a prayer from our hearts. From, from here. Not from here. From here. Some people miss it for 12 inches. It's not a, it's not a mental thing. It's a, it's a heart thing. You're just saying, God, I'm, I'm ready to change. I'm ready to be born again. God's doing a great work. Amen? It's good to see you. God's doing a great work. Mean it from your heart. And I promise you, the Bible says... Your spirit will bear witness that you're a child of God. Lord Jesus, I need you this morning. I'm lost and I'm a sinner without you. I need help. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins, everything I've ever done. I need your love. I need your forgiveness. Jesus, come into my life and wash me clean from all my sins give me a new life my faith this morning is in what you did on the cross for me Jesus write my name in the Lamb's book of life I want to hear those words enter in good and faithful servant and devil you are defeated, not by me, but by the blood of Jesus. Get out of my life. Leave me alone. I am not yours. I have been bought with the blood of Jesus. Father, change me today. Give me a new life. Make me a new creation. And from this day forward, I'm going to walk in your love. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord praise. Let's sing that song. What, what love is this? As they sing this, just to stay here for a moment, I want to open up the altar all across this place. If you, if, you, if you want some love this morning, amen, if you want some love this morning and you need God's love, just come. Just say, Lord, fill me this morning. Help me to love like you. If you need forgiveness, if you need to, to be forgiven, if you've got some hate towards somebody, if you've got some anger towards somebody, if you've got some things that need to be released out of your life, just come for a moment. There's power at the altar. Just come and make some decisions. Just stand in the presence of God this morning. What love is this that God would lay down his life for me, a sinner? There's power in the blood this morning. Just take a few minutes just to worship him. begin to repent. Just begin to say, Lord, I'm sorry for this. I'm sorry for doing that. Lord, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to hurt that person anymore. I don't want to hate that person anymore. I don't want to hold that grudge against that person anymore, Father. I release these things. Lord, I've been touched by your grace. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Just call upon his name call upon his name this morning call upon his name this morning yes
Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's a, there's a, there's a healing going on this morning in this place. Let the love of God heal you this morning. Let the love of God heal you in this place. Let that hatred and that unforgiveness for other people just go. Let it go. Let it go this morning. Let it go this morning. Father, fill us with your love this morning. Fill us with your love. What love is this? Yes, God. We love, we love you because you first loved us. We love you this morning because you're so good and you're so merciful, Father. Help us to understand your love, God. Help us to embrace your love. Help us to receive your love and not push it away, God. Lord, let love abound in us this morning. Let love cast out all fear this morning. Oh, Jesus, have your way. Have your way this morning, God. Have your way, God. Have your way, God. Just tell the Lord that this morning. Have your way in my life. Have your way in my life. Do what you want to do in my life. Change me. Transform me. Heal me this morning. Set me free. Touch me right now. Touch me right now. Touch me right now, right where I am. Give me what I need this morning. Give me what only you can give me this morning. I surrender to you right now. I surrender to you right now. Everything I am. Everything I have. Oh, Jesus, help me love like you. Jesus. Yes, God. Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. One more time, Jesus. Let's just give him a praise this morning. Just clap for him. Thank him this morning.
thank him for his love. Thank him for his grace. Thank him for his mercy. Thank you for his power. Oh, we magnify your name this morning, Jesus. We worship because you're worthy of praise. You're worthy of glory. You're worthy of honor. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. I, wanna, I, wanna, I almost showed a video this morning. I probably should have, but I can give you an illustration of something really powerful that I saw this week that's a perfect example of what love is. Love is blind. Love never ceases. Love is, love is fragile. Love is dangerous. When you love like Jesus, it's dangerous. It's fragile. It's painful. It's a whole lot of things that you wouldn't associate with love. The reason is because when you open yourself up, people can hurt you. But when you love like Jesus, you love regardless of what they do to you. Regardless of what they say to you. It's not, it's not a two-way street. It's one way. God's love is not two-way. It's one way. He loves you whether you love him or not. That's the thing that's so hard to wrap your mind around. That even if these people don't love him back, he still loves them. Is that hard for you like it is hard for me to understand that he loves that man in that mall as much as he loves me? It's hard to understand, but it's the truth. But I saw this really awesome video. You can see it on YouTube. I think it was, I don't know what city it was. But he, he went to a Atlanta. Talking about the guy blindfolded. This guy was in the streets of Atlanta, and it was a black man. He blindfolded himself, and he just stood there. I don't think he did anything written. What did it say? Well, his shirt said, his shirt said, "So I got you, something like that. And he just opened his arms, and he had a blindfold on. He just stood there like this. I don't know how long. People were walking by, and... People were looking and staring, and then all of a sudden someone came up and hugged him. But he had a blindfold on. Could have got punched, could have got spit on, left it for three or four minutes. But it was just to see what, how people would react. And all colors, all different, some walked, all colors walked by and all colors hugged. But that's what love is. Blind love is just putting your arms out. And saying, those that love me, I'm, I, I love them whether they love me or not. Those that reject me, I still love them. My arms are open. I'm open to love you. I'm open to be here for you. I'm blind to what you look like. I'm blind to what you do to me. I'm blind to what you say to me because the love that comes out of me is from God and not from what you do to me or what you do for me. Amen? So he couldn't see who was hugging him. He couldn't see who wasn't hugging him. That's the way we need to be. We just need to love because it's a commandment. Can I close with the greatest commandment that Jesus gave us? The one that wraps up all ten? That you love your neighbor as yourself. And that you love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength. It's a commandment to love. Amen? It's not a question. It's a commandment. So if we want to see true revival... We go out of this place this morning and we love with a blindfold on. We love on purpose. We love dangerously. Not live dangerously, love dangerously. Because it's not always going to be what you want back. People aren't, you can do something nice for someone, they're going to do something mean back to you. But you didn't do it for a reaction. You did it because God said to do it. How many understand what I'm saying? You didn't do it for a reaction. It's great when you get a reaction. It's great when you put your hand out and someone puts theirs out. It's great when you open your arms to hug and they hug back. It's not fun when they don't, but you don't do it for that reason. You do it because Jesus said, love them as I love you. Amen? How many accept the challenge to love greater? It'll change your life. It'll change your marriage. It'll change your, your relationships, especially when you remember how much love we don't deserve we give from what he's given that's our measure I want to challenge you as you leave this morning to do that and I want to challenge you as you leave to come back tonight
tonight's a, a, a breakaway service. Dwayne and Myra lead our breakaway service. It's, it's, in, it's anybody who's struggling with any kind of addictions, any kind of bondage, any kind of chains, any kind of things in their life. And that can be as, 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 as small as lying to, to murder. It doesn't matter what it is. Things we are bound by, things we need to be set free from, things that we need to get, get a hold of. And, and they meet on Friday nights, and it's a ministry. It's a ministry of our home church. It's a ministry of our church, and it's about helping people get set free. And tonight, they're going to do the service, and it's gonna, there's going to be some powerful testimonies, and you're going to hear some things. I'm going to hear some things I haven't even heard, some things about the people I don't even know, and I'm excited to see what, what that is. And then you that are here that maybe you're not in it tonight, you can say, man, next time they do that service, I want to give my testimony because there's nothing more powerful than the testimony. This is what I was, this is what I did, but this is who I am now because of what Jesus did. That's what, that's what the gospel's about, amen? So tonight at 6, it's going to be casual. Ushers and everybody don't have to dress up. You don't get to dress up. Amen, you can come casual, and it's going to be a, a different service, but it's going to be awesome. Please don't miss it, amen? come back tonight and get something from the Lord. Amen. And then Tuesday night normally would have been fire starters at Paul and Brenda's, but we're going to continue just for this month to take advantage of some stuff that's going on. The forum that we did Tuesday here, we're going to do that for the rest of the month. So the fire starters are going to be here instead. So we had a good group Tuesday night. Uh, we're talking about end times things. We're talking about things that are happening uh, around the world prophetically and how we can use them. Um, we had some, already had some fruit from it. Luis came, and then you brought several family members Wednesday night, and they got saved, amen. They came forward to get salvation. He's got some other friends here today. It works. Got a friend over here. Is that a friend or a brother? Huh? Nestor brought family, amen. Dad and mom, amen. Just keep, keep inviting people. Invite somebody tonight, please. There's not one person here that doesn't know someone who's struggling with drugs or alcohol or anything. You've got to know somebody and trick them. Do what you got to do, man. Tell them, tell them you're going to take them to eat and then take a meet after. So let's, let's meet at Smokehouse and then just drag them down here. Amen. Do whatever you got to do. Blindfold them. Kidnap them. God will forgive you. Amen. Also get saved. Please bring somebody back tonight. I know that there's some people that need to hear these testimonies tonight because sometimes we're so messed up that we, we can't, man, I, they, they don't know what I'm going through. And then we hear someone else, okay, wait a minute. If he did that to them, he can do that for me. And trust me, we have got some amazing testimonies in this church. Powerful, powerful, powerful testimonies. I'm super excited. I can't wait till tonight to hear these testimonies. And I know someone you bring is going to get saved. And then we're going to pray at the end for freedom and for deliverance from these things. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you for this awesome time we've had together in your presence. Thank you, God, for these men and women that came forward and gave their lives to you, Jesus. That's why we're here. That's why we preach the gospel. That's why the doors are open, so that people can know you and know your salvation, God, and know that you're real and know that you love them regardless of what they've done or what they're going to do. Father, Tonight, fill this place up with new souls, new people, people that are bound, people that need help. Let them see that you can change people. Father, let these souls that went out, got, got saved this morning, go out and know today they're born again and there's no condemnation for them. Lord, we love you and we thank you for your grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Love on each other. Amen. Love on each other this morning. Show that love. We'll see you tonight.